This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the One Year Bible Reading for November 13th, and we are starting in Ezekiel this morning in chapter 27. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, sing a funeral song for Tyre, that mighty gateway to the sea, the trading center of the world. Give Tyre this message from the Sovereign Lord. You claimed, O Tyre, to be perfect in beauty. You extended your boundaries into the sea. Your builders made you glorious. You were like a great ship built of the finest cypress from Sinir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. They carved oars for you from the oaks of Bashan. They made your deck of pine wood brought from the southern coasts of Cyprus. Then they inlaid it with ivory. Your sails were made of Egypt's finest linen and they flew as a banner above you. You stood beneath blue and purple awnings made bright with dyes from the coasts of Elisha. Your oarsmen came from Sidon and Arvad. Your helmsmen were skilled men from Tyre itself. Wise old craftsmen from Gibal did all the caulking. The ships came with goods from every land to barter for your trade. Men from distant Persia, Lydia, and Libya served in your great army. They hung their shields and helmets on your walls, giving you great honor. Men from Arvad and from Helek stood on your walls as sentinels. Your towers were manned by men from Gamad. Their shields hung on your walls, perfecting your splendor. Tarshish was your agent, trading your wares in exchange for silver, iron, tin, and lead. Merchants from Greece, Tubal, and Meshech brought slaves and bronze dishes. From Togarma came riding horses and chariot horses and mules. All these things were exchanged for your manufactured goods. Merchants came to you from Dedan. Numerous coastlands were your captive markets. They brought payment in ivory tusks and ebony wood. Aram sent merchants to buy your wares. They traded turquoise, purple dyes, embroidery, fine linen, and jewelry of coral and rubies. Judah and Israel traded for your wares, offering wheat from Minith, early figs, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus traded for your rich variety of goods, bringing wine from Helban and white wool from Zahar. Greeks from Uzal came to trade for your merchandise. Wrought iron, cassia, and calamus were bartered for your wares. Dedan tr traded their expensive saddle blankets with you. The, the Arabians and princes of Kedar brought lambs and rams and goats in trade for your goods. The merchants of Sheba and Rama came with all kinds of spices, jewels, and gold in exchange for your wares. Haran, Cana, Eden, Sheba, Ashur, and Kilmad came with their merchandise too. They brought choice fabrics to trade, blue cloth, embroidery, and many colored uh, and many colored carpets bound with cords and made secure. The ships of Tarshish were your ocean caravans. Your island warehouse was filled to the brim. 
But look, your oarsmen are now rowing your ship of state into a hurricane. Your mighty vessel flounders in the heavy eastern gale. You are shipwrecked in the heart of the sea. Everything is lost, your riches and wares, your sailors and helmsmen, your shipbuilders, merchants, and warriors. On that day of vast ruin, everyone on board sinks into the depths of the sea. Your cities by the sea tremble as your helmsmen cry out in terror. All the oarsmen abandon their ships. The sailors and helmsmen come to stand on the shore. They weep bitterly as they throw dust on their heads and roll in ashes. They shave their heads in grief because of you and dress themselves in sackcloth. They weep for you with bitter anguish and deep mourning. As they wail and mourn, they sing this sad funeral song. Was there ever such a city as Tyre, now silent at the bottom of the sea? The merchandise you traded satisfied the needs of many nations. Kings at the ends of the earth were enriched by your trade. Now you are a wrecked ship, broken at the bottom of the sea. All your merchandise and your crew have passed away with you. All who live along the coastlands are appalled at your terrible fate. Their kings are filled with horror and look on with twisted faces. The merchants of the nations shake their heads at the sight of you, for you have come to a horrible end and will be no more. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the prince of Tyre this message from the sovereign Lord. In your great pride, you claim, I am God. I am a God. I sit on a divine throne in the heart of the sea. But you are only a man and not a God, though you boast that you are like a God. You regard yourself as wiser than Daniel and think no secret is hidden from you. With your wisdom and understanding, you have amassed great wealth, gold and silver for your treasuries. Yes, your wisdom has made you very rich and your riches have made you very proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you are as wise as a god, I will bring terror against you as an and uh, I will bring against you an enemy army, the terror of the nations. They will suddenly draw their swords against your marvelous wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit and you will lie there and die there on your island home in the heart of the sea, pierced with many wounds. Will you then boast, I am a god, to those who kill you? To them you will be no god, but merely a man. You will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, weep for the king of Tyre. Give him this message from the sovereign Lord. You were the perfection of wisdom and beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone, red carnelian, chrysolite, white moonstone, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald, all beautifully crafted for you and set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. I ordained and appointed you as the mighty angelic guardian. You had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. Now, pausing here, Clearly, in the beginning, we were talking about the Prince of Tyre being a human. Here, we may be talking about Satan himself, or at least the influence that Satan had on that nation. You were blameless in all you did from the, from the day that you were created until the day evil was found in you. Your great wealth filled you with violence, and you sinned. So I banished you from the mountain of God. I expelled you, O mighty guardian, from your place among the stones of fire. 
Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth and exposed you to the curious gaze of kings. You defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trade. So I brought fire from within you and it consumed you. I let it burn you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. You, all who knew you were appalled, all who knew you were appalled at your fate. You have come to a terrible end and you are no more. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, look toward the city of Sidon and prophesy against it. Give the people of, of Sidon this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Sidon, and I will reveal my glory by what happens to you. I will bring judgment against you and reveal my holiness among you. Everyone watching will know that I am the Lord. I will send a plague against you and your blood will be spilled in your streets. The attack will come from every direction and your people will lie slaughtered within your walls. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord. No longer will Israel's scornful neighbors prick and tear at her like thorns and briars. For then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel will again live in their own land, the land I gave my servant Jacob. For I will gather them from the distant lands where I have scattered them. I will reveal to the nations of the world my holiness among my people. They will live, in, live safely in Israel and build their homes and plant their vineyards. And when I punish the neighboring nations that treated them with contempt, they will know that I am the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 17. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, though God had promised him. Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham assumed that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. It was by faith that Isaac blessed his two sons, Jacob and Esau. He had confidence in what God was going to do in the future. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. And it was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, confidently spoke of God's bringing the people of Israel out of Egypt. He was so sure of it that he commanded them to carry his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid of what the king might do. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be treated as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of the Messiah than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to the great reward that God would give him. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt. He was not afraid of the king. Moses kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea, as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians followed, they were all drowned. 
It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute did not die with all the others in her city who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. Who can forget the wonders he performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who trust him. He always remembers his covenant. He has shown his great power to his people by giving them the lands of other nations. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. They are forever true, to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has guaranteed his covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name he has. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. Proverbs 27, 15 through 16. A nagging wife is as annoying as the constant dripping on a rainy day. Trying to stop her complaints is like trying to stop the wind or hold something with greased hands. And to end today, I have a selection from Sherry Fuller's One Year Praying Through the Bible. So good based on Hebrews 11 that we just read um, regarding Moses that uh, uh, 11, 26, and 27 says, he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of the Messiah than to own the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking ahead for the great reward that God would give him. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt. He was not afraid of the king. Moses kept right on going because he, he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. So this is called keeping our focus. Instead of listening to the voices of Pharaoh and the naysayers among his own people, Moses turned to God and kept right on going in the direction the Lord led. Instead of fixing his eyes on the treasures of Egypt, he looked ahead and understood the infinitely great value of the things that are not seen and was willing to suffer rather than stay in Pharaoh's court and prosper. Moses kept his eyes on God. He left the power and prestige of Egypt and chose God's people and promises, though it meant difficulty, because he was focused on one thing, obeying God's voice. That single-minded, wholehearted focus kept him unafraid of the terrible wrath of Pharaoh. It was the source of his confidence and strength as he led the Israelites out of bondage and through the Red Sea. So it is with us, keeping our eyes on the one who is invisible. Instead of on the overwhelming problems or difficult people in our paths, we can keep going wherever God leads us. And as we are fixed on him, we perceive the realities of the unseen and find the key to walking by faith, not by sight. Lord, help us today to keep our eyes on you who are invisible. Fill us with faith, faith and focus like Moses had so that we will not be afraid and can keep following wherever you lead. We desire to be obedient to your call on our lives 
Help us to walk by faith and not by sight and to understand the greater value of things unseen. Love you all. Have a beautiful day.